the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. Lots to talk about the Dow slides. After the U.S. Trade Representative, or Lightsizer, hinted that a trade deal was not yet certain. Last second politics, right? So Dow's a little bit lower. Remember earlier in the week, we were a little bit higher. Michael Cohen is testifying before Congress. He is kind of interactively putting together kind of a map of some Trump connections. He's delivering a bombshell. Will it stick, or is Trump like Teflon? Jerome Powell testified yesterday, and he's going to testify today, yesterday to the Senate, today to the House of Representatives. What does he have to say about the economy? What does he have to say about inflation and interest rates? All important stuff. Um, Time's running out on your taxes. I'm going to sit down this weekend and put together my taxes. Um, Speaking of time's running out, in about a week, or this Friday, Tesla faces a cash crunch with a $920 million debt payment due on Friday. So now you can't be quite as cute. And yesterday, Elon Musk said the SEC got it all wrong. He he tweeted a fact, and they're saying that he shouldn't be tweeting without checking with the board. And then yesterday, in the middle of the day, he he changed his name to Elon Tusk instead of Elon Musk. I worry more about that $920 million debt payment than changing your name. I don't own shares of Tesla because I think he's kind of a monkey, uh, a, a monkey billionaire. Who doesn't like a monkey billionaire? So I'd like to have a monkey and name him Zach. And he can be my, my, little, my, my little pet that I give a stick to um, because he'll like to play Fortnite. He'll like to hang out with me. He's my little buddy. Monetary policy today, Fed Chairman Powell is delivering two-day, day two of semi-annual monetary policy testimony with the House Financial Services Committee. So that's kind of headline stuff. Then you get the U.S. Trade Representative saying, you know, negotiations with China are kind of not quite there yet, 
but we want it to be enforceable when it is. We're working there. There's an overbought market that's starting to unwind a bit. We've had a great month of January and half of February, and I'll be honest with you, I'll take the 12% gains every single year. We can go sideways for the rest of the year. I'd be okay with that. Because when you start getting into 20% returns, 30% returns, that's when you start getting into trouble. So we're unwinding a little bit. There's underperformance of technology stocks right now. That fits the scripts of they've had a big run, they need to cool off. The energy sector is outperforming. Saudi Arabia, their oil minister, left impression yesterday that OPEC will stick with its plan of production cuts. It's tough to say. He said, we're taking it easy at the moment. And I'm like, what's that mean? What's that mean? What's that, what's, are you cutting oil or making more oil? What, what's taking it easy mean? Does that mean you're not doing any oil? Taking a cigarette break? I know you're saying cigarette breaks. Those are things long gone past. So one of the things that I wanted to get to when I was talking about Fortnite just a couple minutes ago was that EA stock lost value because of the perceived Fortnite thing. And then Fortnite's coming out, getting ready to come out with Season 8 tomorrow. So probably for the last two or three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, people completed all their challenges, got all their skins. Kind of The game gets a little repetitive, unless you're kind of trying to get skins and things like that. It doesn't get repetitive because every game's different, but you get the idea. So Electronic Arts got a little bit of a reprieve as data started saying that Fortnite pulled in only half as much money on a monthly basis as it usually does. So people are like, ah, oh, they're giving up. They're going to that other game. So I don't know what to tell you. All I know is that Zach, my little monkey with a stick, probably wants to sit at home all day tomorrow and play Fortnite. Right? He doesn't want to be the evil dictators, evil monkey, lynch, 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 lynch dude. Lynch dude. <laughs> I know you're saying that new law in California. I get it. Uh, petroleum data just came out. Petroleum, petrol, stuff that uh, we consume when we're going places, stuff we consume when we're doing business, stuff we consume when we're making things. Crude oil inventories had a draw of 8.6 million. Gasoline inventories had a draw of about 1.9 million. Distillate inventories had a draw of about three-tenths of a million. Not three-tenths of a million. You could say three-tenths of a million, 300,000. So we're consuming. Our economy's drawing down, right? Lowe's had a quarter. I like Lowe's. I prefer Home Depot. Some guys like blondes. Some guys like brunettes. Some women like athletics. Some women like a guy with a little bit of a, how shall we say, a muffin. I know you're saying a muffin on the belly. It's, it's when your belly hangs over your, your belt. I need to correct that before it gets, how shall we say, me fired. We all like different things. Some people like the NFL. Some people like baseball. Very few people like hockey. And did you see the Sharks? Oh, what a game yesterday. What an awful game. Not good when you can't beat a good team. And the time is ticking on the season, right? Uh, Palo Alto Networks. They're a big security company. Don't you wish Palo Alto Networks was like in Dallas, Texas? I do. Because I would find that kind of like cute. Um, Palo Alto Networks does security and you hear about like companies getting breached and security hacks and information leaked and fines that they have to pay the government and then credibility with the United States citizens. And 
Long story short, and it's tough for me to do, um, it's an interesting company that you should look at. Ticker symbol is PANW, P-A-N-W. Because I don't think online hacking is going to go away. I don't know about North Korea, if they've got online hacker ninjas. I don't know. I don't know. But I know it's not going to go away. So Elon Musk is reporting to make an announcement at 2 p.m. I wonder what that's going to be. Spotify is still in business, which is kind of interesting, right? Speaking of blondes or brunettes, athletic body types or softer body types, Lowe's or Home Depot, Spotify or Apple Music, right? Everyone tells me that Spotify can, like, you know, uh, slice bread, that it can cure hemorrhoids, that it's all that in a bucket of chicken. And I'm like, I have no interest because I own shares of Apple. I'm going to use Apple Music. To me, that's a solid argument, right? But Spotify says India is up and the wave of free trials is over, but likely driving increased new subscribers over the next several quarters. So India is a new market for Spotify. Spotify is moving heavily into podcasts. Um, and they kind of need to. There's big money in, in big podcasts. My podcast is kind of that in a bucket of chicken. I've had over 6 million downloads. But I'm also not like a celebrity so where I'd have 60 million or 600 million, right? I am a celebrity, but I'm not that kind of celebrity, as people like to point out to me. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I think the stories of the day have to be something along the lines of Cohen's on Capitol Hill. Fed Chairman Powell's on Capitol Hill. We're waiting on China, and we got President Trump in Vietnam talking with the president of North Korea, or the dictator of North Korea, Kim Jong-il. Uh, what do we get out of this? I don't know. Right now, we were pausing before we move forward. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and be one of those days i get the feeling and by that i'm saying it's going to be interesting there's passive investing there's active investing we all know that right right now we're generally impassive we're very at an impasse not necessarily passive or active right there's a lack of conviction there is a market that had a dip in december a pause, a correction, a pullback. And now you could probably say October, November, December were choppy, right? There was selling 
there was a conviction to sell. And now there's not really a lot of conviction, higher or lower. So will the next leg be higher or lower? Who doesn't want a leg lamp for Christmas? Maybe it'll be neither. Maybe we just hit sideways. Sideways isn't down, and sideways isn't up. And yet sideways is a direction on the market at times. We have seen that the first quarter, January, February, March, earnings expectations are starting to come down. Calendar 2019 earnings estimates have been coming down. Estimate trends haven't been the focus, however. Um, it's really U.S.-China trade, and then you get Trump-China trade, then you get Trump in Vietnam, then you get Trump in Cohen. It's going to be kind of an interesting day. U.S.-China trade negotiations, the Fed's pivot to a dovish mindset, have been the focus recently. We seem to get excited when U.S.-China trade talks push forward. And now that the Fed has said, we're not going to be raising interest rates, we may be fight. we may just sit for a bit. We're ready for a push-up, and it's, it's kind of like a three, two, and we don't get that next thing before blast-off, right? Fed Chairman Powell and his semi-annual monetary policy testimony before the Senate Banking Committee yesterday said that the Fed will likely you know, um, end its balance sheet normalization effort soon. It's going to be patient. And he'll have the same similar testimony today. One day he does it with the Senate. One day he does it with the House of Representatives. He does it twice a year. Kind of gives him a chance to go, Jerome Powell, chairman of the SEC. I'm the great senator of South Carolina. And I'd like to know why you're raising interest rates. And then sometime in the next election cycle, you'll see the great senator from South Carolina, run a commercial where he was tough on interest rates, or he was tough on Chairman Powell. Oh, there's a lot going on out there. Uh, India and Pakistan have some geopolitical tensions today. I think two planes might have been shot down. I'm not a military expert, but uh, Pakistan's shutting down its airspace rather rapidly. And I think these are jets, not passenger planes, to be fair. You get President Trump meeting in Vietnam. I kind of want a Trump and Kim Jong-il t-shirt. I don't know why, but I've seen one online, and it looks kind of funny. It's kind of, I don't know. Both both those people are pretty animated characters, right? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. So you get better than expected earnings today from Lowe's and Best Buy. That's good. You get some ugly earnings guidance from Weight Watchers, whose stock is down 36%. Weight Watchers, WTW. Weight Watchers is one of those companies that should have been marginalized heavily by the internet. You know, the internet marginalized uh, buying music online with Napster and such. How it marginalized three or four TV networks until uh, Netflix controls you now. But Weight Watchers down 35% after reporting profit guidance well below expectations. You may remember that Weight Watchers had an explosive pop when it signed Oprah Winfrey. The talk show personality, Oprah Winfrey, who at one point in time owned 10% of the company, avoided some pain. She loaded off a quarter of her stake last year. 
she dumped a million dollars because of a million shares because of that she avoided a loss of forty million dollars today. Man, do you not love Oprah Winfrey and her investment advice? <laughs> Me neither. But they're a provider of dieting programs. They shed more than thirty percent of its value. They shed more weight than their average customer. Right. I get Weight Watchers in a day and age where we're a little bit more ignorant and there just wasn't enough information out there. I don't get it today. Other than that, there's kind of a group thing. In college, I studied small groups. I studied Beatles. I studied the guys who uh, crashed their plane in the Chilean mountains or in the Andes Mountains in Chile and uh, had to eat each other. You know, the soccer team and... They became cannibals. And there's always a leader and there's always a follower. There's always a doubter in all small, small groups. And all small groups eventually fall apart, uh, whether it be the Beatles. Um, AA was a small group that I studied where a lot of the power in AA comes from other people, not from the words, not from the diet drinks, not from – no, it comes from the other people. Seeing you ain't alone. So I don't know where Weight Watchers goes from here. I have no interest. To me, it seems to be fighting the Internet. But I could be wrong. I don't know. U.S. pending home sales rebounded 4.6% in the month of January. More Americans signed contracts to buy homes in January as lower mortgage rates appeared to help give the real estate market a boost. The National Association of Realtors says its pending home sales index rose 4.6% last month to 1032 I don't know what that means. I'm a good point, too. Uh, pending sales are a barometer of home purchases that are completed a month or two later. It's a little bit of action. So the Federal Reserve kind of backed off. People got afraid of the economy and interest rates on mortgages fell. It's as simple as that. Right now, we get former Trump lawyer Michael Cohen testifying live before Congress in a blockbuster hearing where he says Donald Trump did something illegal in the in, while serving as president of the United States. Trump, for his part, is tweeting Cohen's a bad man from a hotel in Vietnam. I have nothing else to say about that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. There's a Chinese government-owned company that defaulted on some debt. And that's got people a little bit freaked out on China today. Um, China has had its provinces take on an enormous amount of debt to kind of build up and compete with the rest of the world. They're trying to loosen lending conditions in recent months. China's slowing economy is negatively impacting default rates. But when it's a, a state-owned business, it's telling you, you know, standard poor's to say, we don't really believe in lending money to China. Or if you do lend money to China, you're going to have to you know, charge a higher interest rate to be fair. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. The one thing that I see in the market is the biggest risk right now. It's really not Donald Trump. It's really not Kim Jong-un. It's really not uh, the Fed. To me, the biggest danger right now is earnings. In the end, what pushes this market higher or lower is earnings. Earnings growth is grinding a bit to a halt right now. There's a sentiment that changes on Wall Street when we're like, well, I like the market if it's trading 15 times earnings. I love the market if it trades at 12 times. I dislike the market if it trades at 18 times. You'll come up with parameters that you feel comfortable with talking about big market. The big market is the S&P 500. I don't think it's Dow Jones Industrial Average. Earnings season is going to start in earnest again, April 12th. And that's when J.P. Morgan Chase says, here's what it looks like for the last three months. People are going to start focusing on the first quarter earnings very soon, April 12th. And when a J.P. Morgan Chase reports, they'll say things like, well, you know that Chase Sapphire credit card we have? We're seeing good spending. Or they're saying, we're seeing people are, are buying groceries on it. Groceries are bad on credit card. Vacations are good on credit card. One shows you speculation. One shows you desperation. Now, banks aren't the end-all, be-all. You know, how many loans did they start? How many loans did they default? How many accounts did they open? What's the size of the accounts? They, they teach us a lot. Sometimes there's regional banks, where a regional bank may tell you that they have a lot of business in the southeast. And the southeast is growing a lot faster than the west or the northeast. Southeast has cheap labor. It's one of the reasons that Atlanta is a desired destination for corporations right now. Cheap labor. We might have seen the most gains of 2019 if earnings grind to a halt. We'll start saying, is this the end of the bull market? Now, there's going to be different profit cycles inside of a bull market. We're going to pay a lot of attention to what J.P. Morgan Chase has to say. Again, my next real day of work, probably April 12th. Now, I know you're saying, really? I'm exaggerating a bit. Not because I like hurting you, but because it helps you understand that earnings drive the market higher or lower. Keep in mind, revenue is top line, earnings is bottom line, and there's a lot of truth in between, and sometimes there's a lot of false starts in between. I feel like I should be reporting on the Michael Cohen thing, but something tells me I shouldn't at the same time. I don't know if you need it. President Donald Trump's a longtime former lawyer and fixer. When you're a lawyer and you're a fixer, it kind of dredges up like a bad Showtime TV show. Ray Donovan. The word fixer, not a good thing. Focused on Cohen's history of working with Trump, Trump's role in several hush money payments made to women during the 2016 election, Trump's character and some topics related to ongoing Russia investigation. That's what we're expected. 
Cohen plans to call Trump a racist, a cheat, and a con man who engaged in criminal conduct while in office. How this affects the market, I don't know. Republicans on the committee um, are doing the best that they can to discredit Michael Cohen. In fact, one of them has a sign that he looks at that doesn't face the audience, that faces him, so he can like get his memory jogged. And the statement says, Mr. Cohen appears to have lost his moral compass. Democrats are saying the days of protecting the president at all costs are over. Um, some people are calling him a patsy. Like this is pretty dramatic court stuff. I feel like I feel like it's a, a lifetime movie, a Hallmark movie exclusive. I know what you're saying, yeah, yeah. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One thing that I want to throw out there that I'm pretty pretty sure about on some levels. <laughs> pretty sure about on some levels, right? That's never good. Um, is that as we go through cycles, people go through cycles too. Um, housing, people are starting to sour on it. Oddly enough, at the same time that the business cycle might be starting to sour and we're worried about earnings. Residential construction, changes in residential ex- construction explain much of the historical volatility in U.S. business cycles. Even though home buildings account for a very small share of overall economic activity, we pay a lot of attention to pay, uh, watching housing. Then you get spending on motor vehicles whether it be by consumers or businesses, you get big ticket purchases that are done on credit. These are all things that we kind of watch. And there's companies, not companies, let me correct this. There's um, universities that do polls, universities and sometimes uh, news media. University of Michigan's long-running survey of consumers, it tracks consumer confidence. And as interest rates moved up, people soured on the housing market. There's a lot of cause for concern. Um, I don't know. I've got two young boys. and Maybe we'll hear a clip of them as we exit the segment. You might remember them talking to my boss. Um, I don't know how they're going to want to live. I don't know they're going to want to live. I don't know what they're going to want to live like. I kind of grew up in a, not a McMansion era, but I think if, you know, we always had, it seems like five bedroom or four bedroom houses. My dad was in the military, so they move you from military base to military base, like maybe Fort Lee, Virginia, to Izmir, Turkey, to somewhere in Germany, to private housing in Greece. So you move around a lot as a kid. But one of the things you kind of notice is like, I, I had a bigger home than most kids. Uh, the housing... The way the military takes care of their people is through cheap housing, uh, through cheap food, through cheap clothes. So they've got a PX and a commissary. They don't call it a grocery store. They call it a commissary. And everything's like half price. It feels, in hindsight. I don't know if that's true because I was a young boy. But I grew up with a bigger home. So when I'm in a home, when I go from like a 25-square-foot home to a 1,600-square-foot home, I'm like, whoa. I don't know what my kids are going to say, let's go from a 1,600-square-foot home to an 800-square-foot home. Would they be happy with that? And they'll say, you know what, we'll just go for a walk. Oh, you know what, we'll just 
you know, go down to the, the coffee shop door. First person I met in California was a woman named Christy. And uh, I dated her. And she was nice and lovely and all the good stuff. And now she's like a CFO of a company of tech startups. Like, cool for her. Um, she was kind of a PricewaterhouseCooper, kind of an auditor type 20 years ago. But when I, I visited her, she had a one-bedroom apartment in Campbell, and it was tiny. It was teeny, teeny, tiny. And what was fascinating about it was you walk in, that's the living room and the bedroom, same room, and you take one step, two steps to the right, and you're in the kitchenette, and two steps to the left, and you're in the one teeny, tiny shower. Uh, I'm like, how do you do this? And she goes, well, when I get off work, I get a Starbucks, and I, I read and uh, showed me her electricity bill. It's the most impressive electricity bill I've ever seen. Four dollars for one month. Four dollars. I'm like, that's your fridge? And she said, pretty much so. When she gets home, yeah, yeah. When she gets home, it's dark. She goes to bed. She stays out reading at like a Starbucks or a Pete's Coffee, doing her computer work stuff. Had a gym membership, which kind of brings into the cost, right, of living. And she would work out at the gym in the morning and shower. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. So her standard of living was California has a lot to offer. But the housing's so expensive, I'm going to bypass that and spend my money elsewhere. I don't think I've ever seen an electricity bill that low. And for her, she's totally comfortable with that. So going from her probably 300-square-foot experience... So a 1,600 foot experience later in life, she's probably stoked. Uh, do you see where I'm going out with this? Housing and our interpretation of housing. If housing's going to maintain its value, our kids and our kids' kids are going to be buying smaller and smaller houses. You know, I've seen it all. I've seen people who lived in closets in San Francisco where maybe a 900-square-foot apartment, 800-square-foot apartment, three or four people were living in, and some people would claim the closet. And, like, I don't mind doing that on ski week when you're, like, going up to Tahoe with six other couples and it's only a four-bedroom place, but there's two super big closets. Like, hey, let's let's hook up in the closet. That's fine. But I don't know if I could do that every day. There's been fascinating articles in uh, the San Francisco Chronicle about, like, people making, you know, walls inside of apartments, and like sectioning off apartments so that they can fit as many people in as possible. So I don't know where housing goes. I can tell you it's going to get smaller. It's not going to get cheaper. And if it gets cheaper, there's a lot of wealth in the United States that's going to get wiped out. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Hey, Sam, don't be cheap. Pay my dad more money. We carried on anyway, so sure I could just close my eyes. Yeah, sure, trace and memorize, but can you go back once you know? Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Dog. Okay. 
It takes rain to make the tulips grow. That's what I keep saying about uh, it's raining again in an atmospheric river in San Francisco, California, Bay Area. I'm tired of the atmospheric river, which I, I, don't, I don't remember atmospheric river when I was a kid. I remember cumulus clouds. I remember things like that. Air pressure. I remember rivers, atmospheric rivers. But it takes rain to make tulips grow. The funny thing is, I hate tulips. Right? Sometimes I'll, I, I have a mantra. I think everyone should have 20 things that they believe in. And one of my things, sometimes you take pie in the face. And sometimes you're going to have to eat pie. I love pie. Um, I don't love tulips, but I guess I do like the rain on occasion. But it's just getting a little tiresome. And I know the weather is a big story all across the nation at this point in time. A couple things that you have to figure out at some point in time. If you have a 401k at work or 403b or 457, depending on what type of company you work for, for profit, not profit kind of thing like that, they probably have a 401k. Uh, for my radio group, and I don't want to talk too much about it because some things are secret, secret. I have a secret. Um, I believe our 401k in radio is held at Wells Fargo. Now, there's different companies that do holdings. TD Ameritrade is probably my overall favorite. E-Trade's okay. Fidelity's out there. Um, Vanguard. Now, what's interesting is I've got an account with TD Ameritrade, Schwab, and Vanguard. TD Ameritrade, Schwab, and Vanguard, yeah. And one of the things I do is they all have different research that they offer for free. And if I have a question about, you know, a Standard Poor's research report, uh, because I read those like kids read comic books. I read those like pastors read Bibles. I read those like, you see where I'm going? Um, There's all sorts of brokerages. I would be careful on the ones that aren't brand names, only because what I like out of my brokerage accounts, my holding accounts for my investments, is good paperwork. So whether it's Fidelity or Merrill Edge or TD Ameritrade, I'm looking at a company that can do the trade. I'm looking at companies with good paperwork. I'm looking at companies that get paperwork out on time for taxes. I don't need 300 to 400 milliseconds of a trade. I could take two to three seconds. That's fine. So find out what you want. And like if you're going to be a very passive investor, you should look at brokerage firms that offer commission-free ETFs like TD Ameritrade. So Vanguard has lowered the fees on all of their index funds and exchange-traded funds to the point that it's really, really cheap. And two things that affect the performance of your investment are costs and time. So if you cut down on the cost, you're a little bit ahead. Now, there's an app out there called Robinhood. It generates some of its revenue through what is known as payment for order flow. It also is trying to charge you margin, trying to get you into margin accounts, which you probably don't need. But it's free trades. I don't like the paperwork. And I don't like being pushed, uh, hey, do you want to open a margin account? Hey, do you want to open a credit card? Hey, do you want to open a margin account? Um, But again, I'm not knocking any of you like Robinhood. Whatever gets you invested is good. And if I can get you saving, I'm happy. 
I know you're saying, is it that kind of simple? For me, it's that kind of simple. Pending home sales rebounded 4.6% in January, but they're still lower than 2018. The housing market's slowing. Um, get ready for that. Trump is scheduled to join an agreement signing ceremony with North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un at the end of the Vietnam summit. Uh, it seems like the first summit really didn't... All it did was kind of cool off the testing of uh, ballistic missiles uh, in the Korean Gulf. And can they hit Japan? Can they hit the San Francisco? I don't know. To me, this whole North Korea thing kind of seems like, a, hey, look at me. Look at me. I'm in Cuba. I'm in North Korea. I'm in places where the United States didn't get along in the past. Our enemies are our friends. And uh, there's a lot of issues going on inside the United States. So every now and then a product comes out that is all that in a bucket of chicken. Monster drinks, monster beverages, energy drinks. You know how much monster beverage stock is up in the past 20 years? You remember a day of Coca-Cola and Diet Coke and Gatorade? Monster beverage is up 68,000% in the last 20 years. Pepsi's up 200%. Not too shabby, Pepsi. Good job. But Pepsi was growing its markets from the United States to Russia to India and not really growing its product much. And they've done some product acquisition, no doubt about it. Orange juice companies, water companies, healthier drink companies. But Monster Beverage, the one most evil company that makes the drinks that have so much caffeine in them that you're going to start shaking like an epileptic. Up 68,000%. Can you imagine $100 invested in Monster with the courage not to sell it when it's up 100%, 200%, 300%, 400%. Anyhow, and anyway, there's a ETF you should look at called the consumer staples. These are things that we need in our body. These are things that we need to live. It's a way of looking at investing or you're investing in things that we need. Then there's things that things that we don't need that you're investing, right? Like technology stocks. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. The show must go on. I've got a seminar coming up sooner rather than later that you can sign up for at robblackshow.com. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.